Okay, Parsha Shemais. The Parsha begins, V'yela Shemais B'nei Yisrael Habon Mitzrayimah. These are the names of the children of Israel who came down to Mitzrayim. These are their names. The Torah makes an emphasis that these were their names. And the Balaturim points out, the Balaturim is always able to find the Ramazim, the secrets, the allusions in the Chumash, in the Torah. And the Balaturim points out that if you take the first letter of the words Shemos, Bnei, Yisrael, Habaim, Shin, Bez, Yudhei, it spells out Shivya. Shivya means captivity, which means even when the Jewish people went down to Egypt and they were in captivity, nevertheless they were Eilash Shemos, nevertheless they maintained their Jewish names. And this, of course, is reminiscent of the famous Medrash that tells us that in the Zechus of four concepts and four practices that the Jewish people kept in the land of Egypt, they were redeemed. The Medrash tells us in Vayikra Rabbah, you take a look on your sheets at number three, that in the merit of four things, the Jewish people merited being exiled from Egypt. So if we were to look at these four things, we would think up to ourselves, you know, what are these four things? Maybe they gave a lot of tzedakah, maybe they learned a lot of Torah, maybe they put on tefillin, no. Says the Medrash, Number one, Shaloshinu Eshemam. They didn't change their names, right? Beryl was Beryl. Fival was Fival. Yaakov was Yaakov. Yitzchak was Yitzchak. Avraham was Avraham. Eliyahu was Eliyahu. Everybody had their own special Jewish name. They did not change their Jewish names. Says the Medrash, Vies Lashonam. They didn't change their language. They spoke Lashon HaKodesh. Now, in yeshiva, they taught us they didn't change their clothing. It doesn't say that. There is no source in the Medrash that Klal Yisrael Mitzrayim wore special clothing. It doesn't say they wore a bekisha. doesn't say they wore a kapata. doesn't say they wore... That is not mentioned in the Medrash, and we'll have to see what the source of that is. Also, v'loi amru lashon hara. They didn't speak lashon hara in Mitzrayim. And number four, v'loi nimtza b'nehem echad you did not have one Jew who was promiscuous, who was free in areas of Arayos. And the Medrash goes on to say, what does it mean they didn't change their name? Ruvain Shemayn went down to Mitzrayim. Ruvain Shemayn left Mitzrayim. For instance, says the Medrash, they didn't call Yehuda Rofe. They didn't call Ruvain Lulyani. And the Mepharshim explained that the word Yehuda, what does Yehuda mean in Hebrew? It can mean a lion. How do you say lion in Hebrew, in uh, Rome, Roman? Leo. 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 Or Loyani. So Loyani, you would think, would be an p- appropriate translation of Yehuda into Roman. <laughs> Says the Medrash, Yehuda was not called Loyani. Ruvain, the Mepharshim say, was not called Rofe. They didn't even transliterate or translate or transfer the Hebrew name into the Egyptian or Roman equivalent. They didn't, let's say their name was Daniel. That's my name. They didn't even call themselves Daniel. If their name was Yaakov, they didn't even call themselves Jacob. We're not just talking about Ruvain didn't call himself Luke or uh, Harry Potter or something like that. They didn't change their names to a non-Jewish name. They didn't even transfer the Hebrew name into the English equivalent. And in that merit, they were able to leave Mitzrayim. So you would think, If that's the reason they left Mitzrayim, that has to be a very important mitzvah. 
to maintain your Jewish name, not to transfer it into any English, Roman, Russian, Japanese, Italian equivalent. So we see something very amazing from here, the importance of a Jewish name. Also, we have a famous remez of the Chassam Sofer, that the Chassam Sofer tells us, that when Yaakov Avinu returned to Eretz Yisrael, it says he returned Shalem, Shin, Lamed, Mem. Shin, Lamed, Mem stands for, Shin stands for Shemam, they didn't change their name. Lamed stands for Lashonam, they didn't change their language. Mem stands for Malbusham, they didn't change their clothing. The only source that there is an Indian not to change your clothing is not from the Medrash, is from this famous vart of the Chassam Okay. So here's the question we would like to deal with this evening. And that is, there are many Jewish people, many Jews, who are Yireim Ushleimim, they're God-fearing people, they're observant people, and nevertheless, when they go out into the business world, or they want to conduct certain type of secular um, practices, they want to have a secular name. After all, they're going to, you know, the guy's going to say, what's your name? Chaim. Chaim, you know, he can no, just Charlie, just forget it, just Charlie, just say Charlie, right? In order to have uh, normal business dealings with uh, Goyim, you want to be able to say, you know, a name they could pronounce, a name they could say. You don't want them to choke Chas V'Shalom while they're saying your name. You don't want them to, you know, you have to call Hatzalah just because, you know, you're telling them the name. So, is that permitted? Is a Jew allowed to have a non-Jewish name? That's the question that we would like to deal with. And Rabbi Isai... The, uh, one of the first people to deal with this question is the Maharam Shik. Maharam Shik, Rav Moshe Shik, who was the, one of the primary disciples of the Chassam Sofer. And Rav Moshe Shik, the Maharam Shik, was asked the following question. <clears throat> is it permitted for a Jew to have a secular name, a non-Jewish name? After all, the Medrash tells us that why did we leave Mitzrayim? Because we kept our Jewish names. So, you know, a lot of Jews think, as long as you have a Hebrew name when you get called up to the Torah, as long as when you get called up to the Torah, you, you know, it's Abraham ben Yitzchak, that's good enough. Even if all your friends call you Tony, or Steve, or Todd, or whatever they call you, as long as you say the Hebrew name, you know, when you get called up for Naliyah, that's good enough. So says the Maharam Shik. Maram Shik says it's a big mistake for somebody not to have a Hebrew name, not to use their Hebrew name. Not only is it improper, not only is it an Isser Durabanon, says Maram Shik, it's an Isser Dairaisa. It's a biblical prohibition not to use your Hebrew name. So Maram Shik says, where in the Chumash does it say you have to use your Hebrew name? Says Maram Shik, I'll tell you where. It says, You're not allowed to go in the ways of the Goyim. So certainly, and if you look in the Rambam in number 7, the Rambam says, we always have to be separate from the Goyim. You can't dress like them, you can't talk like them, you can't act like them, you can't get a non-Jewish type of haircut, you can't look like them. So says the Maram Shik, if you can't dress like them, certainly you can't adopt a non-Jewish name. And therefore, since the Torah says, You're not to walk in the ways of the Goyim. And the Torah says, You have to be separate from the Goyim. That requires us, on a biblical level, not to have a non-Jewish name. Says the Maram Shik, I'll tell you a little story. 
In the year 1838, the Maram Sheikh became the Rav in the city of Yagan. That was near Preshburg. And he got the job based on the recommendation of the Chsam Seifer. So he's going into the uh, passport office, and the guy in charge of what he calls matricul, matriculation, the person in charge of registration says, listen, Rabbi, I, what is it with these Jews? Goyim, for thousands of years, Tony, Ben, Pete, Ben Tony, Ben Pete, Ben Tony, right? They're very proud of the fact that a thousand years ago in Italy, their great-great-grandfather invented pizza, and forever and ever, it's Tony, Ben Pete, Ben Tony, Ben Pete. And in Budapest, in Hungary, the Jews maintained their Hungarian names for hundreds and... 500 years, 600 years. In, Pol in Poland, the Jews, the non-Jews keep their Polish names for hundreds of years. And the Jewish people, they're ashamed of their names. And they're every Jew in the world. What's your name? William. William? The guy's Langapeus. His name is William? So they asked the Maram what is it with these Jews that they're so embarrassed of their Jewish names? So Maram was very embarrassed. He didn't have a good answer. So he says, he just pushed him off by saying, you know, it's the Gullus, it's the exile, you know, we're subject to the Goyim, the Goyim harass us, and they torture us, and they kill us, and we're, and, you know, we're scared for our lives, so that's why we go by our non-Jewish names. But then the Maram Sheikh asks himself, privately, is that really true? In the times of the Crusades, when they beat Jews to death, the Jews all maintain their Jewish names. And now in Preshburg, when Jews are able to enter every echelon of society without embarrassment, without shame, and they're in the highest position, now we should be embarrassed of our, our Hebrew names, says Maram Shik, it is an Isser Dairaisa to use your English name under any circumstance. Not only that, says Maram Shik, I will bring you a proof from Taisvis that there is a biblical prohibition to use your English name. Says Maram Shik, listen to this proof, and I'll let you take a look for yourself. This is in number 8. This is Taisvis and Masechta Gitin, Daflam Adal and Right? So it comes out according to the Maram Shik. I'm not going to use anyone else's name. I'll use my own name. You know? You go to, um, they ask you, you know, you go, so what's your name? So I'm going to say, Daniel. They can't pronounce, so you say, Daniel. No, Maram Shik says, what are you embarrassed about? Your name is Daniel. That's you got to say your name. That is the opinion of Maramshik. And in fact, Maramshik writes. Look what he writes. Maramshik writes, based on Tosfos and Masechta Gittin, that Rabbi Tam was at, raised the following question. Rabbi Tam was asked, "Let's say you have a nice yid, a Jew. He decides he's going to convert to Christianity, and he used to be called Fivel, and now he calls himself Matthew." Yeah, so now Matthew wakes up one morning and he says, you know, I used to like chillant. When I was a Jew, I liked chillant. Now that I'm a Christian, it doesn't taste good anymore. And he decides he's going to give his wife a get. So the Rabbeinu Tam was asked, what name should you put in the get? After all, the halacha is, when you write a get, you have to write every name that you have. So we would think, halachically, he should write, what, what was the guy's Hebrew name again? Fivel. Fivel. And Hamachuna B'Shem Matthew. You have to write that in the get. Says Rabbeinu Tam, Chas V'Shalom. To write Matthew in the get. Rabbeinu Tam Paskins, Chalila Lahazkir Shem Oyvei Kechavim. Betaras Maishav Yisrael. Chas V'Shalom. For someone to use a non-Jewish name in a get. Based on this, Maram Shik says, it is prohibited to use a non-Jewish name. Not just a non-Jewish name. If you're... 
If your name is Abraham, you can't use Abraham according to Maram Shik. If your name is Yitzchak, if your name is Yaakov, you can't use the English equivalent. And the, that's the, that is the Maram Shik's final decision based on Toysus and Masech Gitin, to which he says, I'll tell you, he says, I warn my children and my grandchildren and my entire family that they better listen to me and they better all use their Hebrew names and they shouldn't deviate from my warning. And this is what every God-fearing, loyal Jew needs to do. You need to use your Hebrew names. We're not dealing with something which is not so nice. We're not dealing with something with an Isser Drabanan. We're dealing with, according to Maram Sheikh, something which is an Isser Dairaisen. By the way, if you want to know where the Maram Sheikh got this from, you could just look at his last name. Maram Sheikh's grandfather, when last names were being distributed throughout Europe, he was afraid to get a last name. What, what's he going to call himself? You know, Moshe, Moshe, you know. Shikr. Moshe Pfefferkorn. What's he going to call himself? So he decided he's going to adopt the name Shik. Shik stands for Shame, Yisrael, Kodesh. Jewish name is holy. That was the only last name he would agree to accept. And that is the final psak of the Maram Shik. And by the way, I want you to know, this is the psak of the Maharshag the student of the Maram Shik, and this is a psak of the Tzafnas Panech, the rugged shover, that there is an Isser Dairaisa to use a non-Jewish name. By the way, the Sefer Hasidim, we pointed out last week, Sefer Hasidim was written by Rabbi Yudah Hasid, one of the great Rishonim, and he finds a remez in Parshas Beratius that a Jew must use his Hebrew name because the Pasuk says like this, in Parak Dalet, Pasuk Chaf, it says the words, Az hucha likroi b'shem Hashem, the name of God, and the next words are, Zeh Sefer Toldois Adam. We learn from here, what kind of name should an Adam have? Shem Hashem, a, a godly, divine Jewish name. From here the Sefer Hasidim says, make sure when you name your kid, don't give him an English name. This is the psak of Maram Shik, Maharshag, Ragachavar, Maharsham, Chassam Sofer, and Evan a Jew must use his Hebrew name. <coughs> Finished. Comes along the Shalsi Chivas Besamim, right? She says, not so fast. A Jewish name? Come on, give me a break. Wasn't there a Tana in the times of the Gemara named Rebbe Yishmael? You know any, you know any, uh, Yishmael is a Yiddish Enomen. It's a Jewish name, Yishmael. Yishmael was, you know, he was a, you know, progenitor of the Arabs. Uh, right? Yishmael wasn't a Jew. And Yishmael was a Russia. Especially if you want to say Yishmael never did tshuva. There are two opinions in the Gemara. Yishmael is a Goyish name. Says the Shalas of Tshuva's Pesamim Reich, you're allowed to use a Goyish name as long as it means something nice. For instance, the word Yishmael means God should listen to you. So that's a beautiful message. God should listen to your prayer. So we don't care if the guy was a Jew, a guy, he is Italian, Polish, Russian. We don't care what he is. As long as the name means something nice, you could use it. The problem is, as pointed out by the Sefer Minchas Asher, Minchas Asher points out, by the way, the Minchas Asher of Asher Weiss, one of the uh, preeminent Paiskim today, very, um, a very major Paiskim in Eretz Yisrael, someone with very broad shoulders and a very sought-after halachic decisor. He says, to try to demonstrate from the fact that there were Tanom who used the, word, the name Yishmael, that you could use non-Jewish names, we have a tradition from the Medrash. Who gave Yishmael his name? God himself named Yishmael. So you know what? Any non-Jewish name that God himself gives somebody, you could use. 
but Tony and Frank and Steve and Paul v'chahena v'chahena and all these other names you can't use unless God came down and said you know Rav you're Steve <laughs> but if God didn't do that you can't use it so basically we have some pretty strong and heavy hitters saying that a Jew must use his Hebrew name there is a very early tshuva from the Sefer called Shalos Tshuvas Maharash Dam Maharashtam was written by Reb Shmuel di Modina, who passed away in the year 1546, who was a student of Rabbi Yosef Taichik, who we mentioned in Pashirim. And the Maharashtam was posed with the following question. It's the year 1500, and you have Jews that escaped from Portugal. And under, when they were in Spain, when they were in Portugal, they were called Anusim. What are Anusim? Moranos. And they secretly clandestinely, kept the Shabbos, kept kosher, but outside in the street, they took off their yarmulke, they didn't wear tzitzis, and they walked around like proud Christians. And the question is, under, when they were Moranos, they all took Christian names, they all took non-Jewish names. And now they're escaping from Portugal, and they're moving to Eastern Europe, and now they, Bar Hashem, are going back to their original Hebrew names, but they have to write back home, and they have to write to some old business acquaintances, and they have to write to the old, you know, passport office, and they only recognize their non-Jewish names. Is it permitted for them to use their non-Jewish name? Says the Shasr Tshuvas Marashtam, I'm not talking Chasidos here. You know what that means? I'm not talking saintly practices. Says Marashtam, it is a saintly practice. It is what we call milsa de chasidusa. It is a pious practice to use your Hebrew name. But to say you're halachically obligated to use your Hebrew name, it's not true. Says Marashtam, a Jew is permitted to use a Goyish name. Says Marashtam, not only are you allowed to use a Goyish name, not only could you use a Goyish name that Jews and Goyim use, like you want to call yourself uh, Daniel, you want to call yourself Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, not only is that not a problem, but you can even call yourself Luke and Matthew. You're even all a Jew is allowed to use a name that only Goyim use. What's my proof? What's the proof, says Marashtam? The proof is, and he quotes an open Gemara, Masech Take a look at this Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Masech Tegitin, on the days, take a look on your sheets, in number 15. The Gemara is talking about the following case. You have a girl, a woman, who is married, and she separates from her husband. She moves to the land of Israel. Meanwhile, her husband is back in uh, Turkey. Her husband is back in some other country. And she's in Aguna. She can't get married because she's still married to her original husband. One day, a shliach comes, a messenger comes, hands the woman a get. And on the get, who signed on the get? Two Goyesha names. Uh, Luke Skywalker and Harry Potter are signed on the get. Yeah? And they're looking at the get, the Bezdin's looking at the get. You've got to be kidding me, these are not Jewish names. So the sheikh said, yeah. I went to the Eda HaKaredis of Turkey. And they gave me the, the two Frumish Jews in the city. Their names are Luke Skywalker and Harry Potter. Uh, is it a good get? Says the Gemara, it's a good get. Why? Listen to this. Says the Gemara, 
If you have documents of divorce that come from overseas with Adam signed on it, even though they're non-Jewish names on the get, it's kosher. Why? Listen to this. Mibne Sharaiv Yisrael Shabachutzla Aretz Shemoseyen Kishemois Oivde Kaychavim. Most Jews in the diaspora do not have a Jewish name. Most Jews in Chutzla Aretz, in Golos, outside of the land of Israel, have non Jewish names. So the Gemara in Gittin says if you have a get and you don't know, are these Jewish people signed on it? If the Shliach says they are Jews, you're allowed to assume they're Jews. Most Jews don't use their Jewish name. It's an open Gemara. The Gemara says explicitly, Jewish people outside of the land of Israel have Goyish names. Says the Marashtam, so maybe you'll say that in the land of Israel they have Hebrew names? No. The Gemara is just saying that in Eretz Yisrael, excuse me, that in Chutzlaret, most of them have Goyish names. And in Eretz Yisrael, not most of them have Goyish names. But at least half of them, or a very large percentage of Jews living in Israel, have non-Jewish names. Says Marashtam, you're going to tell me that it's inappropriate or wrong to use a Goyish name, the Gemara says, this is not talking about in the year 1500, this is not talking about in the year 1000, this is talking about in the times of the Gemara. In the times of the Gemara, says Marashtam, most Jews had Goyish names. This is an open proof, he says, a Jew may use a non-Jewish name under all conditions. Okay? That is the conclusion of the Marashtam. And he says, that which the rabbis are trying to scare people, you have to use your Hebrew names, they just don't want you mingling with the Goyim. But if you want to know, halachically speaking, Meikar Hadin, according to the letter of the law, it is permitted to use a non-Jewish name. So what's our problem now? Problem is, what do we do with Taisvis and Masech the Gitin that says, heaven forbid to put a non-Jewish name on a get? So the answer to that is very simple. As explained by the Taz, and as explained by the Yeshua's Yaakov, and as explained by the Pischei Tshuva, you know what Taisvis is talking about? Taisvis is talking about a Jewish person who converted to another religion. So to memorialize the non-Jewish name that this Jew took upon himself when he converted to another religion, chas v'shalom to write that in a document of divorce. But if you have a Jew who was a loyal Jew his whole life, and when he gets called up to the Torah, he's Avraham ben Yitzchak. And when he's in the yeshiva, he's Avraham ben Yitzchak. And when he's talking to his Jewish friends, he's Avraham ben Yitzchak. And when he signs his passport, he's Abraham. So he's allowed to use his non-Jewish name. The fact that Taisva says, Chas v'shalom, to use his Goyish name, that's talking about a Jew who converted. A Jew who converted, we don't want to memorialize the conversion. To the point where the Pizchei Tshuva says, listen to this. If you have a Jew who was born as Luke, and then he said, now that I'm converting to Christianity, call me Fievel. You hear the case? You have a Jew. He was born as Luke, and now when he converts to Christianity, he says, the Ikari Shemai be Christianity, Fievel. Tysus would still say, you're not allowed to write Fievel in the get." Because that is memorializing the name he took upon himself when he converted. So it has nothing to do with the Goyish name, and it has everything to do with the name that a person took upon themselves when they converted. So basically, if I were to ask you, is a Jew allowed to use his non-Jewish name? What would you answer? Yeah. Yeah. Depends. 
Machloikas, thank you. You should know that by now. It's a machloikas. It's a dispute. The Maharam Shik would say it's an Isser Raisa. It's a biblical prohibition. The Maharash Dam would say it's Mutter L'Chatchila. It's permitted even in the first instance. Comes along a very interesting tshuva. This is the tshuvas, Shas tshuvas, Mishnah Halachos from Rav Menashe Klein. Rav Menashe Klein was a, a Paisik in Bara Park. You ever hear of Bara Park? Yeah? It's in the United States of America, and he passed away only a few years ago. And he comes into this sugya in a breathtaking way. Says Rav Anasha Klein, we love the Maharam Shik. We love everything he says. But for the Maharam Shik to say <coughs> that if a Jew uses his non-Jewish name, he's violating the lav of following the ways of the Goyim, that's not halachically correct. You know why? Because what things, this is very important, what things, is it good? What things that Goyim do are you not allowed to do? Let's say Goyim wear uh, shoes, so we have to walk around barefoot. Yeah? Goyim wear uh, jackets, so you now wear a jacket. Goyim drive cars, so we have to you know, go by horse. What things that Goyim do are we not allowed to do? So the Ramah, based on the Maharik, says there are two types of things that Goyim do that we're not allowed to do. For instance, number one, if they do something as a chayk. Chayk means they do something for no reason. Goyim say, yeah, if, um, don't open up an umbrella in your house. Why not? What's wrong with opening up an umbrella in your house? Oh, it's bad luck. Why is it bad luck? When I go into my house, I purposely open my, my umbrella. Right? Why can't you open up your umbrella in your house? So Goyim made up a halach you know, macaroni, that you're now to open up um, an umbrella in your house. Or Goyim say, don't, uh, if a black cat crosses your path, don't go there. Why not? Well, it's a chilek if it's a black cat or a polka dot cat, who cares? If a black cat passes my path, I'm going straight ahead, right? Anything the Goyim do, believe time without a reason, you're not allowed to emulate. Because why are you emulating it? The only reason to emulate is you want to be like the Goyim. Oh, you want to be like the Goyim? That you can't do. Goyim say, don't walk under a ladder. What's wrong with walking under a ladder? Unless, you know, the, well, uh, you're afraid the ladder's going to fall down on your head. But if it's a normal ladder, or there's something wrong with walking under a ladder? So Goyim make up certain superstitious practices that you're not allowed to do. Or the other type of thing you're not allowed to do is if Goyim have certain customs that are as a result of pretzos, promiscuity, a certain callousness for human decency or dignity, let's say uh, Goyim have a certain style of dress that's not dignified. That's what we call immodest. So to emulate the Goyim, the Goyim, you know, they wear certain explicit type of t-shirts. To do that is an Isser Dairaisa. But just because Goyim have the name Luke, why do they have the name Luke? Because what do you want to call them? The guy should call himself Beryl? What do you want the guy to call himself? He should call himself Yankel? He calls himself Luke. That's, you know, he likes the name Luke. So for a Jew to call himself Luke, A, he's not copying something Goyim do for no reason. And B, the Goyim don't have those names out of immodesty. Says Rabbi Asha Klein, for the Maram Shiks to say that a person is over an Isser Dairais of copying the Goyim. No. Halachically speaking, a person is not over an Isser Dairais Oh, so maybe what the Maram Shik means to say is that you know which prohibition you're violating. You're violating the prohibition of va'avdil You have to be separate from the goyim. 
says Rav Menashe Klein, an amazing thing. The Maram Shik says it's in Isra Dairaisa, we'll accept what he says. But here's the problem. There is a tshuva from the Maharashtam. Rabbi said, does anybody know who the Maharashtam was? <coughs> Chida, yeah? You know who the Chida was? Chida was one of the all-time greatest Sephardic Gaonim, right? Gaonu Zeno, the Chida. Chida says that whatever the Maharashtam tells us, we listen to like he would be the Rambam. That's what the Chida writes. So if the Maharashtam writes, based on the Gemara and Gitin, that the Gemara tells us throughout history, the Jewish people always had Goyesh names. And if the Marashtam says, Halacha a Jew can have a non-Jewish name, then we have to take the words of the Marashtam over the Maharam Shik, because Marashtam was hundreds of years earlier. So then you'll ask, says Rabbi Asher Klein, but can't the Maharam Shik argue on the Marashtam? Right? Because we have a principle, a later gadol, a later sage, is allowed to argue on an earlier sage. There's no halacha that someone who was born in the year 1800 can argue on someone who was born in the year 1550. Says Rav Klein, if the gadol who lived in the year 1850 didn't see what the gadol who lived in the year 1550 wrote, then we have to assume that had he seen it, he would have retracted. In other words, if the Maram Shik had seen the Marashtam and he would have learnt it and rejected it, we would follow the Basra, we would follow the Maram Shik, we would follow the later authority. But here we have a later authority who didn't see the Marashtam. He didn't see that too. He didn't see it. We have to follow the earlier authority. And therefore, says Ramanasha Klein, that the Marashtam was like one of the Rishonim. He was like a cedar tree. And halacha lemaisa, even though the Ragachavar and the Chsam Soifer and the Marsham and the Marshag and the Maram Shik all say it's an Isr Dairaisa to have a non Jewish name, we follow the earlier authority of the Marashtam. However, he says, I'll tell you why it's Usr to have a Gaish name for a different reason. <laughs> and that is, a person is not allowed to have a name after a Russia, after a wicked person. So which guy are you going to be named after exactly? So you'll have to say, oh, you want to use a non-Jewish name? I'll name myself after a righteous guy. How does one be a righteous guy? Okay. Let's say a person doesn't steal, doesn't kill, doesn't eat Ever Menachai, doesn't curse Hashem, doesn't, has courts, and fulfills all the Zion mitzvot b'nei noach, the seven Noachide laws. If a guy fulfills the Zion mitzvot b'nei noach, are they righteous? N-O. No. Are they pious? No. In order for a guy to be considered righteous, they need to accept the seven mitzvot b'nei noach, not because they think it's logical, not because they think God gave it to them, but because God gave the Torah to the Jewish people, and then we are commanded to teach the guy in the Zion Mitzvah So any guy, any non-Jew, that's ethical and moral and decent, but doesn't keep the seven Mitzvah because God told us to tell them to keep it, we can't consider them tzaddikim, but we can consider them something else, the opposite. And therefore for a Jew, to be named after a guy, which guy? Says Ramanasha Klein, 
to find a righteous guy, we'll just say, we'll say very politically correct, it's very difficult to find a righteous guy. So since it's very, very difficult to find a righteous guy, and you're now to be named after somebody who the Gemara calls Reish Shin Ayin, right? You can only be named after someone who's a tzaddik and not the opposite. Therefore, practically speaking, it would be forbidden for anyone to use a non-Jewish name. So, you know, Rabbi Nasha Klein is giving us a lot of breathing room because he's already pushed away the Maram Shik and he says, you're not over an Isra Dairais of walking in the ways of the Goyim, but he's sort of created a new reason why you can't, be, can't use a non-Jewish name. So right now, if I were to ask you, yes or no, could you use a Jewish name or not? It's Machlaikas. Maram Shik says, Isra Dairaisa. Marshag says, Isra Dairaisa. Tzaf Nasmanech, Isra Dairaisa. Chsam Soifer, Marsham. And you have on the other side the Maharash Dam. Comes along Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, who was the preeminent halachic decisor of the 20th century. And Rav Moshe starts off by saying an amazing thing. This is on page number four. Okay, page number four, number 18. Rav Moshe wants to know, can you use a non-Jewish name? <coughs> he starts off by saying it is a Dover Maguna. Dover Maguna means it's not proper. It's not proper. But then he turns. Then he changes a little bit. And Rav Moshe says, let's look through history. Not just at the names of Jewish people throughout history. Let's look at the names of our Gedoyle Yisra. And he cites, first of all, the Magid Mishnah, whose name was Rabbeinu Vidal. Now, Vidal, if you want to see the name Vidal, you have to look at your shampoo. <laughs> yeah? It's not a Jewish name. Right? The Magid Mishnah, his name was Rabbeinu Vidal. Yeah? He didn't get that from the ghetto. That, that name, that's not a Jewish name. Not a Haimish name. What was the Rambam's father's name? Maimon. I think Maimon's a Jewish name. Maimon's a Goyesha name. Says Ramosha Feinstein, many of our Rishonim had Goyesh names. You know, one of the Balei Tois is Rabbeinu Peter. Yeah, Peter is also not a Jewish name. So Ramosha says, if they didn't have a problem with it, so we're going to say it's, an, it's also for a Jew to have a non-Jewish name? The Rishonim have non-Jewish names. And therefore, somebody asked Rav Moshe, I'll tell you an interesting thing. Someone asked Rav Moshe, his mother's name was Gittel Drezel. Now, you could, you know, people think Drezel is a Yiddish name. It's not a, it's not a Jewish name. Drezel is not a Rav Moshe. So Rav Moshe says, a Jew is allowed to have a Goyesha name. So you want to name your, after your mother, Gittel Drezel? Name her Gittel Drezel. The only thing is Rav Moshe says, there is no such name, Drezel. The name is Rezel, and somebody stuck in a Dalit because they got a little farmished. You know, they got a little confused. There is no name Drezel, even though there are a lot of Jews with that name. There's no such name. <coughs> and Ramesh says, forget the Rezel, just forget that name. Just go with the Gittel. You know, Ramesh is giving some good advice. Just go with the Gittel. And Ramesh says, if it's up to me, add the name of a tzaddik as Chana. Go with Gittel Chana. And then Ramesh says, you know what? Just make it Chana Gittel. <laughs> okay. And then Ramesh goes on to say, by the way, he, you know, he does a lot of, uh, he, he, he um, debunks a lot of Yiddish names. For example, the name um, Tzipora even, right? People think the name Tzipora is a bird. Remember, Tzipora has nothing to do with the bird. It comes from the word, Hashkifa Memayin Kadshecha. 
It's, he says, maybe it's a remez to a bird, but it has nothing to do with the tzipar. And then Ramesha um, says, you know, people say you think fega comes from fegal. Ramesha says fega and fegal have nothing to do with each other. And even and fega, he says, I don't even know where that comes from, that name. Anyway, but Ramesha debunks, Ramesha debunks a lot of these, a lot of these names. However, Ramesha says that it could be that for the first generation to give the name Peter, Vidal, that's inappropriate. But it could be that once the first person did it inappropriately, so now, now it's a Jewish name. So now the next generation is authorized to use that name. And then Rav Moshe says what I think is the key point of the year. I, I just said, not only is a Jew permitted to have a Goyish name, there's nothing wrong with it, but didn't we just start the shir by saying that one of the main reasons the Jewish people merited to leave Egypt is because they maintained their Jewish names? What's the big deal with maintaining your Jewish names? Said, I just said it's permitted for a Jew to have a non-Jewish name. Says Ramosha, tremendous chiddush. You ready? You know when it's important to use your Jewish name? That's before the Torah was given. So if you don't have a Torah and you don't have talis, and you don't have tefillin, and you don't have Shabbos, then you have to be a haimah You know what a haimah means? You have to have the trappings. You have to have the externalities. You have to make sure you have a Yiddish nomen, you have to have a Jewish name, and you have to have a Jewish language, and you have to look Jewish, and feel Jewish, and eat Jewish, and talk Jewish. That's the important... What else do you have? You don't have Torah and mitzvahs. Says Rav Moshe Feinstein, once the Torah was given... Do we find in any Pasuk in the Chumash or any Gemara a Jew has to have a Jewish name? What do you need a Jewish name for? You're walking in the street with your tzitzis. You need a Jewish name if you tell your boss, sorry sir, it's 3 o'clock Friday afternoon, I gotta go home for Shabbos. Right? You need a Jewish name if you tell the boss, sorry, I can't eat that food, it's not kosher, or I can't drink that wine, you picked it up. You don't need a Jewish name. You have halacha to keep you apart from, from the Goyim. Says Rav Moshe, the Indian of having a Jewish name and a Jewish language and Jewish clothing, that was only important before the Torah was given. But once we have the Torah, don't get caught up in the externalities. The Iker, the primary focus is Shulchan Aruch, is Torah and Mitzvahs. Nowadays people, you know, say, it's more important that someone is, you know, Haimish, or someone has the externalities or the trappings, you know, then if they are actually observant of the halacha. No! Haimishness and all these cultural trappings are not important anymore. Cultural trappings are important when you're living, you know, in some kind of um, civilization where you can't keep Torah mitzvahs. But if you can keep Torah mitzvahs, every emphasis is a de-emphasis. If someone's going to emphasize the importance of external trappings, they are by, by definition de-emphasizing what is truly important. Says Ramosha Feinstein, even though I'm afraid to say this. Ramosha says, I'm not, so, uh, I'm not so comfortable saying this. I'm not, I'm not so uh, at ease making light of that which Chazal tell us, that the Jewish people left Egypt and the merit of their Jewish names. Ramesha says before he says it definitively, he wants to be able to find very um, important proofs, rayos gedolos. But nevertheless, what we're deriving from here is that a person has to be very careful when they evaluate their own 
level of service of Hashem, the questions they need to ask themselves are not, you know, am I, am I eating the right Jewish foods? Am I, you know, doing the right Jewish things? The right Jewish things are, am I careful what I speak? Am I careful what I look at? Am I careful about my Shabbos observance? Am I careful about my kashras? The exact way to celebrate a certain simcha. You know, people think, oh, you know, the most important thing in Judaism is when you have a simcha, you do it the way we used to do it in the old country. Who cares how they did in the old country? That is, I don't want to say who cares. It's important. But relatively speaking, it is of minor significance to what we call halacha lamaisa. What does the Shulchan Aruch say? So this is a very important lesson that we derive from the parsha. That yes, Chazal tell us that we exited Mitzrayim in the merit that we didn't change our names. We have to understand the role of externalities. The role of externalities is when we don't have Torah and Mitzvahs. But now that we have Torah and Mitzvahs, the focus, the focus of our attention is... But let me end with the following. Let me end with, that, with the following. So halacha lamaisa, is a Jew allowed to use a non-Jewish name? So we have the ruling of Rav Moshe Feinstein, it is permitted for a Jew to use a non-Jewish name, but again, if there's a reason to. But if you're living in America, and you're among Jews, and you're among Jewish people, and you're in a shul, I recommend try using your Jewish name. Nothing will happen. It's, and in fact, we find something very interesting. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to you, okay? The, uh, just to conclude, what we're dealing with so far is in the halachic sense. Halacha, lemaisa, if you want to know the mainstream halacha, Rav Moshe Feinstein says, a Jew is permitted to use a non-Jewish name. However, we have to understand that a name has a tremendous influence on a person. We find that as soon as Yosef comes down to Mitzrayim, what's the first thing Paro does? He changes his name. Safnas Panech. Daniel. Chanani Mishal Barzaya. Come down to Baba. What's the first thing Nebuchadnezzar does? Daniel, your name is Belshazzar. Chanani Mishal Barzaya, your names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Avadnego. What are these kings so interested in changing the names for? Says the Bnei Yisachar. A name has a powerful influence on a person. When a person uses his Hebrew name, it reflects a certain degree of Kedusha upon them. Okay, we're not talking halachically. We're speaking Alpi Jewish thought and Jewish uh, idea. Conceptually, a person's Hebrew name exerts a certain influence on them. And that is why Paro, through his power of the Koach Hatuma, he detected some Kedusha in Yosef. The first thing he does to Yosef is, Yosef, Sofnas Paneach. Says the Bnei that's why Yosef says the following. Yosef says, after Paro says, your name is Safnas Tanech, what does Yosef say? Bayitin lo asnas, Yosef Says the Chumash, Yosef says, very nice, you're calling me Safnas Tanech. I don't accept that name. Says the Bnei never one time did Yosef ever go by the name Safnas Tanech. Paro gave him the name. Yosef said, I'm not accepting it. Whenever Yosef signed any document, whenever Yosef referred to himself, Ani Yosef ha'od avichai. Ani Yosef uvuladai lo yaramish Yosef did not use the name Avrech. He didn't use the name Tzafnas Paneach. And that is why in the beginning of this week's parsha, the first thing Paro does to the Jewish midwives is, Yocheved, Miriam, Shifra and Pua. We've got to change your names. Because so long as you go by the name Yocheved and Miriam, there's no way you're going to kill a Jewish child. The beginning of the influence 
of how you're going to be influenced by Egyptian culture is, you're now Shifra, you're now Pua. Says the Chumash. How were they able to overcome that? Vaterena es ha'alekim. The only way they were able to overcome the influence of their name was because they had special fear of God. So although we're saying halacha l'maysa, if a Jew needs to, he is permitted to use his non-Jewish name. And in Paiskim say the Menchasoshi even writes, even the Maram Shik, who says there's an Isra Dairaisa to use your non-Jewish name, that's only if your intention is to try to mingle and assimilate with Goyim. But if your intention is um, specifically practical, you just want to keep things simple, you don't want to confuse them, you want to give them a name they could pronounce, even perhaps a Shik would agree it's permitted. So Allah Chalamaisa, we're saying it's okay. However, there is a concept that a person's Hebrew name exerts an influence on them, and I would recommend that those who have Hebrew names try using it sometimes. It can hurt. You know, maybe we'll add a little bit of extra Kedusha, we could use all we could get. Again, I thank everyone for coming. The Neshama Shem Naliyah, Shabim Melitza Yisharim, the entire Mishpachos, Ad Bias Goyot Tzedek, Amen.